<laughs> Welcome to uh, Where's My Freaking Dressing Room, uh, where we discuss the world of classical music and what things are really like backstage. Um, hello, I'm Alex. And I'm Helen. Um, and today uh, we're going to talk about bad performance experiences. Oh boy. But we view them... We look back on them in a slightly humorous light, maybe. You've always got to laugh, yeah. otherwise you'll cry. <laughs> um, yeah, we thought we should just mention, uh, this was the first episode that we ever recorded, and we are two people that have like no, no understanding idea. of how to make a podcast, so bear with, uh, it's all totally new, um, we're jazzed up on like 10 cups of coffee so by that point. Coffee. <laughs> Biscuits too. <laughs> so um, we hope you enjoy, hope you, you know... Take anything you can from it. Apologies for the street noise. And uh, let's just crack on into it. Good luck. Do you want to tell some stories then about terrible things that have happened? Terrible, terrible performance experiences. So many. Yeah, there really are. <laughs> Too many to count. You're just going to dive straight in there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's so ready. Um... I'm so ready. I guess, obviously, we can't name names. Oh, okay. Great, putting that in the pocket. <laughs> no, I don't think we should name names. You can name, like, maybe a detail. Okay. Like, the name of the group. No, the, name, yeah. the name of the other performer. <laughs> <laughs> the name of the competition. I'm happy to kick off. Yeah, you kick off. Go on. Yeah, I was I was asked to do a solo Bach cantata, um, and I was really excited, and uh, I did a lot of practice for it. And it's one of those situations where you're practicing and you're like, I've got this, like I'm ready. And it was uh, one of those classic alto arias, which just has like countless semi-quaver runs. Right. And like, I enjoy coloratura and practicing. I was like, okay, I, I think like everything is working for me. And then uh, I don't know. I guess like on the way. On the train, I could kind of hear myself being like, but can you do it though? Pranging out. Yeah, he's like, oh, but, you know, it, you know, it's a different set of circumstances now, isn't it? Ooh. And um, I got there, and I think for me, I'm, I'm really bad at, like, being nervous, or, like, other people make me nervous, mm-hmm. because they seem quite sure of themselves, whereas I'm inside, like, Fah! and, uh, do you know what I mean? Like, comparatively, everybody seems quite measured. I was going to say, they're all putting up the front. Yeah. That we're putting up too. Yeah, yeah. There's also like an age gap. They'd be about 10 years older than me. And I, I for me, I think that does make a difference because I just feel a bit like the child. Yeah, you know? and what do you say to them? Like, yeah. how's your kid? Yeah, so we arrived at the church and yeah, I was nervous. Yeah, and there are instrumentalists. Mm. And so do you know what I mean? Everything is changing and it's like, you're not quite sure like, you don't want to be bossy, but you don't want to be just like, yeah, whatever speed's fine for you, because it's like, not really. It's, I can it's, only it's, do one Yeah, speed. it's going to have to be my speed, and it's relatively quick, because I can't, like, get through the phrase otherwise. Anyway, yeah, we did the rehearsal, and it was all right, but I think I just, I'd started to get inside my own head about something. And it was also one of those things where someone was like, I think you're, like, miscounting one of the bars. No. And I was like, oh, really? And they were like, yeah, just, just have a look at that. And it's like, oh, I... You know, you're like, I, I, I feel prepped, but then somebody just kind of... Also, don't speak to me like that. You know, if, just, if just there's a mistake, a yeah, yeah, just be like, yeah, in bar three. You fucked it, yeah. exactly. So it made me feel a bit nervous. All of that made me feel nervous. And then equally, I borrowed a dress for it because I, I wanted to wear something different, but there was something weird about being in a dress that wasn't mine and didn't fit, like, 
snugly perfectly. and properly. Yeah. yeah, and it was a, it's a really lovely dress, but I put it on and I was a bit like, I don't feel comfortable in this was dress. Was it a bridal dress? Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone else is in all black, me just pure white. <laughs> the pre-marital white. Um, yeah, so I think like all of these things combined just meant I wasn't feeling particularly comfortable. And then when it was also the case when my candle was last. And so I'd waited maybe an hour and 20 minutes and you you can't like keep warming up you can't keep you know i i think i must have drank like six pints of water because i was like stay hydrated and then yeah i got up and it, it wasn't bad but it wasn't good either and i was going through the runs and i could literally i could feel my throat was just like constricting and i was like oh you know i i felt really frustrated because i'd worked so hard to prepare this particular piece and i didn't feel like i gave like a, a good account of myself and like what I'm capable of and um I guess something we'll probably like talk about is how do you handle that mm, afterwards mm, like mm, I was really down. Uh, yeah I was down and actually I, people were coming up and saying like oh well done and I was like no shit. yeah and and I remember talking to someone and someone was like that's really it's really rude actually like if people are offering you their congratulations and you're like no your feelings are invalid you're wrong i'm shit so although it's like there's a lot going on with you <laughs> you you can't really like you're not supposed to do that to other people and no. i i was doing it and i just couldn't stop myself but i was also doing it because i wanted people to be like no you, it was it was fine you know what i mean and yeah it was tough and like i got the train home and i, I think i bought like a gin and a can mm. and i was like this Classy. is grim was this at like 10 a.m <laughs> <laughs> But I think for me, the, the thing I struggled with was actually like the next day. Because, you know, you on the day, you've got all the adrenaline of getting ready for the performance and trying to give your best. And the day after, I just felt really drained and I was I was disappointed. The guy that ran the organisation emailed me being like, you know, thanks so much for like your contribution. You know, I really hope we get to work with you again. And I, I again, I, I did a similar thing where I was like, I appreciate your kind words. You know, I really didn't feel like I gave a good account of myself and I would love to get the chance to show you what I'm capable of and he came back and he was so so friendly and like encouraging and kind you know he's like you're a good musician and you're good to work with like don't don't worry yourself and um I suppose it's like we're so hard on ourselves we're so much harder on ourselves than anybody else partly because you know we know ourselves better than mm, anybody else course. and I, I I think for me it definitely means my perception of what people think and of what I actually give is really skewed. Mm-mm-mm. I guess, is there any recording of that concert? No. Yeah. No. That's useful. <laughs> if there isn't was, it? I burned it. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like, oh yeah, I had all those runs and I messed up one of them. Ugh. But that was one of like a hundred runs. Yeah. You're and so the rest right. of it was really impressive. Or probably not in your case, but you know, whatever. <laughs> Just pure trash. <laughs> I think you're right though. And um, I've found that recently with like, practice like I'll record something and in my head I'm like that's crap and then I'll watch it and I'm like actually like the sound I hear in my head is not the sound that comes out of and I know that that's everybody knows that <laughs> but um I think I forget that sometimes and because you're kind of expecting things to go in a certain way and then they don't and you're frustrated for me in, in recent memory that was a really difficult experience to get past I think it's that feeling of you've built up to it you've tried your absolute best mm-hmm. and it just doesn't go yeah, as sure. you planned how about you? Got any stories? Well, obviously all my performances are great. <laughs> so, I don't have any bad no ones. No dad ones, what? that's really weird. 
No, I did have maybe one that was just the one slightly under par. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I don't know why, but because during the day, you know, it was the classic. Oh, you know, prepare, do everything I want to do in the day, and it was fine. Yeah. And the rehearsal was really good in the afternoon, and then we had a four-hour gap Yummy. until <laughs> the concert, yes. during which we had dinner, and it was a delicious dinner. That's fine. Yeah. But you kind of, I don't know, I just, I obviously warmed down or whatever. Of course you I, do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I really don't like going for dinner no, I hate beforehand no. because I'm quite, now I'm quite particular about what I will eat or not. And I'm sure a lot of people are, but sometimes you forget and you're just like, oops, I've just had like a massive chicken Caesar salad with dressing. <laughs> and you're like, massive burger. Yeah, I've had a massive curry. Or I accidentally had lots of coffee as well before. Oops. Did you? But that's because it was delicious coffee and they were offering it and I couldn't say no, it's rude. So you were like, now I'm dry. But yeah, come the concert. So it was a recital, two of us, a pianist, obviously. And also I hadn't done a recital recital for a while yeah where you didn't have like the mask of the stage or something to hide behind so it's suddenly like oh here I am uh and I didn't pick very good pieces to start because I didn't think about that so like my first entrance was a lovely air shot (laughs) uh so from then on yeah it was just a bit bit crap really yeah and obviously the whole time I spent listening to myself and tried to overcompensate in other ways I was like well if I move my arm really dramatically no one will listen yeah and yeah it's just so tricky terrible again I'm sure it's one of those things where you're you're just criticizing yourself you probably sound so much better than you think you sound but yeah I know what you mean about picking the right stuff to start Mm. that is crucial Mm. you gotta yeah ease yourself in with enough body behind it. 100%. It reminds me of like what people used to say, like pick a piece that you, you know, is relatively simple that you can sing well versus like something that's really difficult that you're mm. just about to get through. I definitely think that's the case with an opener because you're just like, you're nervous already. So it's already going to be a compromised situation. So it's like something you know you can accomplish like well. Really well. And like yeah. settle yourself into the, into the whole process, mm. of course. And also the more I was watching the other person sing, the more I was getting irate with myself. Was it you did 15 minutes or was it you one piece each, one after the other? It was kind of like two pieces, two pieces, two pieces. Yeah, I I don't know. Don't like that. No, no. no. Because how do you, where's the fluidity in that programme? No, exactly. And Mm. also I I had picked my pieces because there was a nice Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, lovely. And then they were the ones who mixed them all together. And you can't really say no, can you? No, no. Because you're invited them but yeah how are you like going home the day after how was it so the reason why we had dinner before was because there was a drive back to london afterwards Mm, i know fun it was really i was so angry after that yeah for sure um and it took me like a week to be able to look back on it and decide oh so this is (laughs) these were the problems you know don't over sing loads think about the hour before the two hours before with mm. eating mm. coffee but you feel now you can you've taken the lessons from that like, yes yeah. i look back on it fondly yeah to be fair yeah they do say like you know some of the worst ones or the, the hardest ones you learn most from yeah yeah totally 
but I, it takes time to be able to look at it and be like oh okay next time here's what I'll do yeah I've got a couple others oh go on <laughs> this one's a different one um, in that it was a bad performance experience perhaps because of external circumstances as opposed to how I felt I performed um, so yeah as you know I do a lot of choral work I was working with a, an ensemble that I had worked with a lot and felt like I knew all of the people I was working with like quite well. So, you know, in those situations you feel quite comfortable. Mm-hmm. And we were doing, I suppose it was a run of concerts across maybe three or four months, same programme every time. And one of the pieces within that programme was quite a complex contemporary piece. And so it's for like, I think 16 part choir and four soloists. Oh, wow. And uh, it was pretty much one to part for everyone. So it's, it's, it's intense, focused work and it's tough. They recommend that for the soloist you have, well, actually for most people, I think they had tuning forks to kind of, you know, help everybody find their pitch. Now, I've got relative pitch. And I don't need the tuning fork, bin it. So I wasn't using a tuning fork. I also found when I tried the tuning fork, I personally found it a bit distracting because it's like everybody's pitch is altering slightly all the time. So an A, a perfect A is almost irrelevant. Yeah, but I totally understand perhaps the necessity also where do you bang the tuning for personally i'm a a knee we'd performed this piece quite a few times actually and it had gone well there are moments where you're like oh could have been better could have done better but in general i you know they were they were all going well and then we were rehearsing for the concert i felt like time was tight across like the whole program and we were looking at that piece and We'd we'd switched to start that piece quite quickly, and he was going in from like the middle of the piece. Mm. So for me, that's a little bit trickier because I'm not like my head's not in the sound world per se, and I I can't quite figure out where I am. But I guess that's my choice, isn't it, for not having the tuning fork? Anyway, so we started this little section, and I had to come in after like a couple of bars. I looked at the music. I was just like. No, no idea, idea what the note is <laughs> and I was like I'll just guess and so I was like Bleh. and he, he the guy was like sorry <laughs> and I'm like because I knew this person so I was like I'm really sorry just struggling to get into the sound world a bit let's go again I'm with you and so we did it again and I looked at it and I was like I still don't know the note and so I guessed again and he and he was like no <laughs> and I was like firstly <laughs> So like, don't talk to me that much. Yeah, right. Um, but secondly, I was like, yeah, no. Um, and then I was like, give me one more go. I've got, you know, I'm fine. But also it's because like, we were moving so swiftly. I just needed to like look at it and be like, yes, this is where we are. <laughs> and we did it again and I got it wrong again. And um, he was, this guy was like, you know, for goodness sake, could you just focus? But I was like, I'm so, I'm so obviously focused right now. I'm just struggling to reattune and you know you could feel it you could feel the tension within the group because that you know it's rude there's mutual there should be mutual respect here and I feel like I'm being very publicly humiliated yeah and I felt really low and you've got to get it all together to give this solo later so you know I found the note whatever moved on and then we switched pieces again it was one to a part and because of the the way the singers were for that particular concert, I was having to sing, like, something a bit higher than I would naturally prefer. And so I was, like, singing what essentially at this point in the this particular piece was, like, the melody, and I was singing it. And in my head I was like, oh, it's really nice, Helen. That's a really nice sound. Good spin. Like, good for you. Excellent work. And, like, he, like, stopped in the middle of the bar. 
and he like turned to me and he was like is that it and i was like oh my god (laughs) and i just stood there i was like really sorry like yeah and they were looking for like a like almost like a yodely kind of tone and i just was not no one prepared to give that and so i was just like yeah afraid this is essentially it and you know he's just like it's not enough and so i think they they put someone else on the pot or whatever and again you just feel terrible yeah of course yeah i felt really rubbish for like the rest of the evening the concert itself my my dad was there and i was just it was a shame because i was really looking forward to like performing this stuff for him and you know afterwards we went and had a chat and i I told him about what had happened that day and it was just rubbish but i think for me the thing that made that so particularly terrible was coming home and the day afterwards Mm. the day afterwards i just i just kept crying just couldn't stop my partner was like surely you can see that you don't need to take this work you know if this particular thing in this situation is going to make you feel this way is it worth it is it worth having your confidence kind of crushed in that way is it worth feeling this love about the stuff took me a couple of days to think about it so you know that there is being a musician there's that permanent fear of money and like Mm. not having enough money and not being able to pay rent and whatever and i spoke to a couple of people and they were like you know you'll always find another way you know whether it's Mm. getting another Mm. job or sorting something else out it's more like principally do you want to keep doing this work and so yeah i uh haven't sung with that group since i don't regret it what i always wanted was like a proper apology Mm. and which of course you'll never get yeah no and was it was it was the conductor someone your age? Yep. Oh, I see. Yeah. That that makes it so much worse. Yeah, and someone that theoretically, you know, I would consider a pal. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me that was like, you know, we we worked together for a long time, and I also, you know, as a caveat, I understand that these situations are stressful. Mm. I understand that sometimes emotions can get out of hand. That is that is so much part of what we do. That is life. However. I believe if you can't look back on that encounter and apologise for the complete mishandling of that episode, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then that is that is something that I, I don't really see as acceptable. Oh yeah, I agree. But I've, I also feel like choral conductors in particular aren't really held to account ever for that sort of thing. I think... We would all agree with you there. <laughs> yeah, no, and um, I'm, I'm sure we've all got some yeah. some tales we could tell. Yeah, indeed. There's a power structure there that mm-hmm. is permanently at play and is abused at times. Because the choral world is so much smaller, yeah. everyone knows each other, so you, you've probably spent time with the conductor, mm-hmm. um, so therefore it feels so much more like a personal attack. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, but you know me. Mm-hmm. Why, are you, why are you saying I'm not focused? You know I'm the most focused member of this group. Don't treat me like that. I think what's funny for me, like, we have had some very similar experiences uh, in the in the choral world, and I used to think they were quite specific to where we were mm-hmm. and the nature of that set of institutions and the pressures everybody was under and all of those things. And actually, I think one of the things that surprised me was coming out of that, and I'm working with singers from uh, other parts of the country, it's prevalent throughout the the whole industry it's not um, just london centric or... yeah it's really not and i i think that surprised me and again there's also this tricky situation i think of the nature of said horror stories so like 
you know, someone will tell you an, ex- an experience they've had with a particular conductor, let's say, and often people will be like, oh, but he's always been really nice to me. Mm, that's the worst. And it's like, oh, right, well, then he must be lovely <laughs> and I must be lying. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you know, I, I'm always interested by that particular response. Also, you know, I understand if you want to work with that person. Mm. I hold no judgment on what anybody chooses to do or not do, but it's more like, if I've told you this story about this experience, it's probably real. Don't tell me I'm wrong. And yeah. also by saying, oh, he's so lovely, it's like, wow, I was shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's also like, wow, he must have hated me <laughs> to my very core. Mm. <laughs> Certainly my experience in all of that is far more like choral-based. I've, I've done mm-hmm. a lot less kind of opera and all, and all those, the different parts that are in play in that in that kind of that kind of production but um i think the tricky thing about difficult performances is how you handle them after for me initially it would just be like a solid 48 hours of telling myself that like i'm shit and that this career is not the career for me and like what am i doing you know you need to just like crack on with something else and really you know it's about like seeing where you went wrong and like how next time you can make it better yeah exactly. or not let not let that situation ever arise next time certainly I think yeah in terms of that being spoken to in that way you know there's something empowering in being like I'm not going back there and saying like I respect myself enough to be like I'm not going to be treated by that yeah person in that way definitely maybe next time you should just walk out the rehearsal and make a massive scene <laughs> I guess and my dad would kind of say it's like it's like having your say but in like the most like dignified yeah way where you're like telling you what I think but I've not made a scene here I've not like yeah it's it's tricky I mean I I don't know about you but I I keep like a performance diary oh yeah so like every concert I do I suppose this is more like a solo thing pretty much as soon as I've done it I'll write down like how it went like what did I do in the run-up and like how how did I feel it all went and so it's just to give me like a sense of, oh yeah, these things were the things that worked and these things were like perhaps silly mistakes that I made or whatever. And then kind of at the end of my like thinking about it, I'll write like, here are the three things that you did well. So like, even if it's not been mm-hmm. a particularly mm-hmm. good concert, I'll be like, hey, at least I felt present for the piece, something else, something else. And then I'll put three things that like, I'm going to try and work on whether that's like, I don't know, like not eating or you know what I mean, like getting yourself mentally focused, sure. that that kind of thing. And um, God, that's really that's really good. <laughs> Thank <Loser>. you. <laughs> and do you find? Sorry, I, I realize I've interrupted, but do you find that like reading back, you're like, oh, why did I write that? Because did you say you write it immediately after? Within like twenty four hours, I write it. Yeah, I suppose actually, I do find. Um, I mean, I don't know about you, but performance is such an unusual thing I never really like fully remember it you know it's like I have sensations and kind of some images but I couldn't I couldn't tell you like five minute by five minute what happened except the mistakes yes obviously yeah or the moment where you like catch someone's (laughs) eye and you're like god they hate this (laughs) you've fallen asleep (laughs) twice (laughs) um there's more information in that than I recall Mm -hmm, so looking mm -hmm. back I'm like oh yeah the thing I like about it is like it started to help me like hammer home literally like a process of getting ready to perform you know like two hours before there's no food Uh, like an hour before you're like warming up physically vocally whatever then it's like once you're warmed up get ready try and chill or whatever yeah yeah yeah. and then like here are some exercises that you have found useful in terms of getting focused let's use those again Mm -hmm. so I suppose in that respect yes uh, that has been helpful I think the thing I would be curious about like 
honing in on for me is it's almost like the 30 seconds before I mm-hmm. start mm-hmm. because I literally I'm just like <laughs> you're like ah. <laughs> yeah. and they're like yeah whenever you're ready and I'm like I'm not no. ready <laughs> no hold on <laughs> I'm like does somebody else <laughs> anyone <laughs> that's cancel um, I don't yet have a way of being like and we're ready and we go <laughs> Um, I would really like to find that because it's all, I always find myself rushed. You don't need to be, mm-hmm. but there is that funny feeling of like, I, mean, I, I don't know what you think, but like I do find when I walk to the piano to then perform, I'm literally like, we must oh begin immediately. You know, everybody is waiting. For me, that's like the worst moment. The, yeah, the best is when like <laughs> the, the pianist hasn't quite got the pages in order, so you're standing there ready to sing, and it's like... <laughs> <laughs> What do you do at that point? Are you in character? Hi, guys. <laughs> How's everybody doing? <laughs> Any jokes? Yeah. For sure. Or do you do the classic, like, I'm just going to gaze into the middle distance? Yeah. In character. I watched a few, like, Wigmore, where they just looked down. I did like that, because I was like, obviously, yeah, they're not, they don't want to engage with the audience in this way. Yeah. And now, like, th- this person's ready, and they're looking up, and off they go. I just, I don't know. I I think for me, it's that element of like, I don't see myself as like that level, perhaps of performer, but, but you know, maybe one needs to and, mm-hmm. and, you know, back yourself a bit more and be like, yeah, you're not ready to look at everybody and, and be in character. That's cool. Just... Also, make them wait. Yeah, yeah. Performer. Well, it's going to be better if you wait yeah. and give yourself the time as opposed to being like, we go, three, two, one. And, you know, oh, yeah. So many times I'll be like, also watching say if you watch a clarinetist or a violinist obviously they turn around and they have a private tune with the piano and maybe between pieces as well they like empty the spittle from their instrument or something and obviously we don't want to like spit into a spittoon or something but you know like to have the time between pieces or at the start or whatever yeah yeah just for yourself to recollect your thoughts yeah definitely i think as well something so exposing about being a singer there is something about like you've literally got nothing to to kind of hide behind as it were and you can't blame anyone but yeah and so when you are in that position of you know the penis is getting ready or whatever you you just kind of got to figure out a way of like working through that and i i definitely don't have like a good good method and i mean doing stuff on zoom and Mm. skype etc and you know in my head i was like yeah you can take all the time in the world but i'm i'll be like right Okay, we go. I I still don't have even here where I'm in my own home and it doesn't matter <laughs> how long it takes. I still feel very aware that I need to, to sure, move it forward sure. and get it going. Yeah, the moment the eyes are on you, you're like, okay, ready. <laughs> yeah, but not ready. Lie. That is a lie. <laughs> so yeah, that's definitely something I'd love to unpick and, and figure out. Do you have any other bad performance stories you wanna? Maybe one or two. I, I, I love performing. I, I do super love performing. Yawn. Listen to me. I'm such a loser. <laughs> but I remember like one of the first sets of scenes, opera scenes I did at Conservatoire were just so bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they were... They, they were. Also, the evening was so long. The dress rehearsal lasted about <laughs> 10 hours and it was boring for everyone. Uh, it was in some bizarre church somewhere and it was cold yeah, it was terrible. I recall it. And the stage well. was terrible as well. I'd, I hadn't had a very fun or 
good rehearsal process either because for some reason or another I just didn't click with the director and I just didn't I would just close up whenever he was like oh give more of this give more of that I was like "Mm -mm, what no (laughs) so instead I just stand still and it's so stupid and I I, yeah it was just so frustrating because I yeah I'm not used to that yeah. So, so to then to be in the position of like I don't know what to do, uh, and not know how to deal with it is it was quite what's it humbling. That's the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <How lame. laughs> oh Christ! But yeah, it was the performance itself. It was, I just it was very manufactured sound wise as well as like what I do on stage. I was like I will do this here and I will do that here, and it doesn't really mean anything. I was just like giving myself movements for the sake of it because I felt so lost on Mm. stage but I think I mean it was a combination of everything it was a terrible venue and friends were coming judgy friends Um, and I was very aware that the evening was long and I was towards the end and you know it was just you must feel that you've come a long way since yeah you know yes that's true actually yeah and particularly like to look back at that as you say, that rehearsal experience and finding that person or people difficult to work with, you know, do you feel, do you think you would handle it differently now, I think is the question I'm trying to ask you. Yes. As in, yes, I would. (laughs) No. (laughs) Not at all. I would make it terrible Um, again. I guess that, like, what personalities do you click with? And you've got to deal with it. Yeah. Because either you quit the job, which doesn't go down well, (laughs) Or you're like, yeah, I just got to make this work somehow and understand why you're saying what you're saying and then it's not a personal attack on me. But you're just like in the zone and you're really focused and you're like, no, do it like this. Because you really believe in what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I suppose. And instead I just took everything as like an attack and a judgment. It's it's hard to readjust that mindset. I I can really identify with that. I think because knowing you, as I do, you'd have gone prepared. Oh, I was so prepared. Yeah, and so therefore I think you, you almost feel like you are, this is it, this is the finished product, whereas really, although you're super prepared and that's amazing, that product is now going to change massively mm-hmm. depending on, on what other people want of you. But yeah, you, you don't see it as like changing it. You're like, you're, why are you criticising this? This you're is right. it's good. This is perfect. I, I fully understand that. But um, yeah, you know, as a caveat, the scenes weren't bad. Yeah, they were. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> There was wine in the interval, there which helped a lot. Wine. <laughs> it's tough though, and I think you know to add. Obviously, we've we've talked quite a bit about like choral singing and solo singing, like mm. scenes. To add in acting, movement, costume, all of that is you know so many extra layers on top of being able to sing whatever the yeah, music right. is mm. is very very. Also, tricky. I totally didn't feel comfortable in my costume. <laughs> yes, it just yes. didn't. It didn't really fit me at all. Yes. And I just felt like a idiot on stage. So I think also, you know, in that situation, that's really hard to turn around and be like, "This costume isn't, this isn't, isn't working okay. for me." Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. You don't want to be a diva. Also, yeah. you can't because there's no budget. Yes, Fun. yes. And you kind of want to walk back in and be like, "Look, help me feel comfortable." Mm-hmm. But yeah, like you mm-hmm. say, budget. Mm-hmm. All, all of those things constantly come into play. I do feel like from that experience, I'm still really nervous starting new projects just as in but I think because of that it's affecting me I'm like oh what if what if the director hates me or something which is which is something that I'm working on to try and overcome just to be like open when you go in yeah and be like obviously they'll love me I'm the best (laughs) and everyone knows that (laughs) but also I suppose it's a way of kind of seeing it as 
you know you were saying before you see things as like a personal attack and it's like at the end of the day this is your job and you love it more than anything and that's partly why it's so personal because you Mm -hmm. love it so much Mm -hmm. but it is your job and so therefore like even if you know you don't click with the director I guess yeah it's about seeing it as like this is a job and and you're learning whatever you can from this job Mm. yeah I suppose it's like it's not the end of the world if you, you and sorry too many thoughts you know it's thinking that not everybody in the world likes you Yes. And actually, I think that's something we both massively struggle with. Everyone has to love me. (laughs) But, yeah, this is a very long-winded point. What I'm trying to say is, not everybody in the world can like you. Mm. And if you're working with somebody and you don't click, that is okay. And it's about, like, seeing it as part of the job because it is impossible that everybody you work with will like you. Well, and also, it's a job. You don't have to be friends. Yeah, you just have to be colleagues and work together absolutely, well. Absolutely, yeah. And I suppose it like makes you appreciate the amazing experiences where you are actually friends with the people that you work with. Like this. <laughs> She's not. <laughs> but yeah, it makes you appreciate those moments. Mm, yeah, totally. So, I think rounding up, we would both agree that every single musician has bad days. Everybody out there. Except me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Every musician except for Alex has bad days. It's more what you learn from them and how you process them. Yeah, totally. And I think, like, for me, say you've done something and you're not pleased with how it went, it's about accepting that the next day you're probably going to feel quite low about it. Speaking from very personal experience, like, it's okay to feel low. Like, you know, Mm -hmm, I sit there and I'm really frustrated with myself. I'm like, no, we need to fight. We need to figure out what the next thing we're going to do is and it's going to be bigger and better and you're going to be amazing. And it's like, actually, we might just need to take today to be very slow indeed Um, which is fine yeah Yeah. also the difference between talking through it with someone and writing things down yeah because i like obviously a partner wants to be supportive or a friend wants to be supportive and they're like no i'm sure it wasn't that bad and you're like yes i see why you're saying that thank you for saying that but that's only pissing me off more yes like i don't want your pity yes um whereas if you just calmly ish write down all your thoughts (laughs) about it yeah you more want somebody to just be like I'm sorry that you feel that way mm-hmm. rather than telling you it was it was great yeah because like you don't even know you weren't even that yeah. it was terrible how could you possibly say it was great if you weren't present kind of like I was saying about that little diary I keep I write down how things went I write what went well mm. I write what didn't go well and I try and like use that as a reminder you know for whatever's coming next like try and think about not making those same mistakes and doing the things that that worked for you focusing on what went well yeah. i never think about that but what went well no is in it's always that like you only remember like mistake after mistake after yeah, mistake yeah. it's like no no no. probably 80 percent was brilliant yeah um, that's super 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 true be kind to yourself like you say if mm. if 99 went well you should be kind to yourself about that and and because you're focusing on the things that didn't go well you you ignore the things that, that did well it was vaguely useful <laughs> So there we go, some uh, pretty varied, I guess, experiences. Um, you know, we try to offer there some some kind of situations where perhaps you don't feel you've performed as well or perhaps you feel the circumstances around you have contributed to it being a negative performance. But also, what can you do about that afterwards? Mm. How can you think positively, like despite it not being a particularly positive experience and Mm. how can you learn from those difficult times and mistakes 
I think that's the thing, isn't it? Taking taking everything you can from every experience that you have in order to be able to build up a list of all the good things that you can do. Absolutely. But anyway, I think, you know, that's enough from us. And mm. we'd love to hear from you now. Um, you know, has this made you think about anything differently? Are there any negative performances experience? Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> Are there any negative performance experiences that uh, you might think about differently now? Are there any that you'd want to share with us here? If any- so hilarious mistakes yeah that's funny ones yeah nothing serious keep us laughing keep us living the dream you know let's be let's be open about it i think Mm -hmm, that's really mm -hmm, important mm -hmm. for this community so if you do want to share with us please get in touch via our website if you like uh it's www.wheresmyfreakingdressingroom.com or uh, yeah, join us on the socials. On Twitter, it's at Dressing Room Pod, and on Instagram, it is at Dressing Room Pod. Yeah, we hope to hear from you guys soon. Get in touch, please. Let's get talking. <laughs> yeah, we have no friends. Please talk to us. <laughs> Thanks very much, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.